Welcome to the EMJ broadcast. I'm Ellen Weber, Editor-in-Chief of the Emergency Medicine Journal, and with me today are two young residents in emergency medicine from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, Renatas Tarimo and Shazma Suleiman. We're sitting here in San Francisco after they've spent six weeks observing in the emergency department at UCSF Hospital and San Francisco General Hospital. And I've asked them to join me to tell me a little bit about their own lives, how they got into medicine, what it's like to train in Tanzania, and what their observations are about working in the United States. So we'll start with uh, Renatus. Could you introduce yourself, Renatus, and tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Renatus Tarimo. I was born up and raised up in Tanzania, and I'm doing my residence program as a chief resident in Mwimbili University of Health and Health Sciences. I am married, and my wife, she's also a resident. Shazma, would you introduce yourself? My name is Shazma Suleiman. I was born in Dar es Salaam and raised in Dar es Salaam, and I'm currently a chief resident at the Emergency Medicine Residency Program from the Muhimbili University of Health and Allied Sciences. And I'm in my final year of my residency. Shazma, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into medicine and emergency medicine in particular? How I got into medicine was a real fluke, I might say. Because up to the day I started my first day at the medical school, I still was not sure what I wanted to do with my life. But here I am. I graduated in 2009. And I joined emergency medicine mainly because I was inspired by the late Alwin Antrim Zirai. He was the pioneer who started the emergency medicine residency program, along with a few other stakeholders from the U.S. And Renatus, how did you get into emergency medicine? So why I did medicine, mostly it was because of my mother. When I was uh, in high school, my mother, she got a heart attack, and then she was diagnosed to have a myocardial infarction. And by that time, we were not that much well organized in terms of cardiac services in Tanzania, so she had to be transported to India for catheterization and other management. Back then, I really wanted to do business classes, so I wanted to be uh, somewhere like an economist. So that really turned around my vision and my dreams. And then I made up to go to medical school, and then I managed to graduate. And I did my internship at Mwimbili, and that was a great chance because back then I didn't like I didn't have any vision like which specialty I want to specialize. So I had an opportunity to meet with the uh, late Alun Zirai and that guy just changed my whole vision. It was because of him and that's why I'm doing emergency medicine now. Thanks. Can you tell us what it was about him that changed your vision? It seems like he had a great influence on both of you. That guy was full of energy. He was full of life. It can make you to feel like, yes, I am a doctor. We had different ex experiences with different departments, especially different attendings. But when you rotate at emergency department, you feel like, I want to be in this department. I want to be a member of this department. Because most of the people are very friendly. They'll make your life to feel like, yes, I want to learn more. I want to do things more. 
and they will make sure at the end of the day you have achieved your goals as an intern. They will make a follow-up. And that was what Alvin was doing. He was making sure interns have achieved their goals. People are there to train you. It's not like just wake up in the morning and start shouting at you, but teaching you, training you, and then let you do stuff. So that really makes me to feel like, yes. Shoswin, do you want to add anything else? So the first time I met Alwyn was when I was an intern, when I was doing my rotation at the emergency medicine department. The first day that I met Alwyn, there was just something about him. Like Renato said, he was full of life, full of energy. I have never seen him put down anybody for not knowing something, and he was always ready to teach. The concept of emergency medicine in Tanzania was not there initially. And he, along with his other colleagues, played a huge and a big role in setting up the whole department, setting up the whole system, and trying to make things work much better than they used to before. And how was that different from what else you had encountered in medicine up to that point? So different in the sense that most of the departments that I rotated as an intern, it was always the attendings, the consultants hammering interns for maybe not answering a question correctly or not doing a procedure the way it is supposed to be done or the way they are used to doing it, even if evidence suggests otherwise, but because the practice has been that, changing that thinking, changing that thought process was a little difficult. But when you come to the emergency department, it was very different, and in fact, We were asked to be in the forefront, be it in answering questions, be it in presenting cases, be it in taking active part in procedures, assisting, and things of that sort. So it would make you feel more involved rather than you don't know anything and you're useless kind of talk Mm. that was going around in some other departments. Mm. Sounds a bit like the old days here. Could one of you tell me, or just explain to people listening, a little bit about how medicine training is set up? Because I think what you described might be a little surprising to people. You finished medical school, and you became an intern, and then, but at that point, you didn't have a specialty. Is that correct? Yes. So, so if you would like to do medicine or any other science degree, then you would need to do physics, chemistry, and biology as your, as your main subjects and then mathematics and general studies as your subsidiary subjects. So you do those five subjects in Form 5 and Form 6, and then you apply for medical school. The systems have changed recently, but when we joined, it was you apply to the university you want to go to, and it's a five-year program. The first three years are mainly theory-based, with a little bit of clinical work in the third year, but the fourth and the fifth years are the clinical years in which we rotate in all the major departments. And the rotation in the major departments are slightly longer than the ones in the smaller departments. After that, after the five years of medical school, you graduate and you get an MD degree and you join internship. So internship is basically supervised practice at a hospital of your choice in all the departments that the hospital has. So after that, it is now entirely upon myself to decide 
whether I would like to join residency immediately after finishing my internship or if I would like to work for a few years and then join uh, residency. The amount of time you take out to work, it really depended on where you would get your employment. It would depend on the institution you get employed in and it would depend on what your work contract would say. So I was fortunate enough to get employment at Mwimbili Hospital at the Emergency Medicine Department, where I worked as a registrar for two years, and then I joined my residency for emergency medicine. So depending on where you work and which circumstances you work in, that will influence a lot on when you would go into residency as well as what you would go into residency in. Yeah, so uh, my colleague has elaborated it very well. I just want to add some few things. So guiding someone to do residency. So it depends on the sponsorship criteria. First, it depends on where you are working, whether it's government or private, and how is your contract. This is when you're working as a registrar. As a registrar. So you do your internship, and then you basically get a job as a registrar. And you can pick any... Any area of medicine yes, you want. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So basically, a registrar is just a GP, a general practitioner. But now you are being narrowed to a certain department. You will be working in a certain department, but just as a GP. So it depends on how is your contract with your employee and if you want a government sponsorship. So if you want a government sponsorship, during our time, me and Shazma, you are supposed to work for two years and then you apply for residence. But now things have changed again. So, but now you are supposed to work for three years. So you finish up your internship, you work three years as a registrar, and then you apply for sponsorship. That is if you want to be sponsored by government. Meaning having your tuition paid Yes. to be a resident. Yes. So you pay tuition as a resident. If you want to go straight from internship to residency, or working one year as a GP and then going to residency or any other against your contract, then you pay your tuition fees alone. You don't need to wait for the three years or based on the contract. So that is the difference. But again, most of the people, because of the financial capabilities or muscles, so they tend to wait for three years to go before doing the residence. So question for both of you is... Um could you just stay a registrar forever? Yes. yes. First of all, it depends, as Shasma said, it depends on where you're working. An institution like Mwimbili, part of its contract with an employee says, after these years, you are supposed to continue with education. So it favors employees to go out and study more and improve in their academic life. But if you are far in up countries, where you are the sole medical officer or you are doing a lot of administrative work, it's very hard for you to leave that and go back to school. So why did you go back to residency? First of all, I love to be called a specialist because that's something else. It makes you to be doing some other things and then it makes you to be in a different rank, which is good. And also, it's good for your own development because the way I'm doing things right now, is far much better from the way I was a registrar. Yeah, I think some, we all feel we need a little, we want to make sure we have the training so we have the confidence and 
although you can learn a lot on the job, I think formal training is definitely, there's a lot to be said for that. Let's just change subjects a little bit and tell us, now that you've been here in the States for six weeks, what are your thoughts about uh, medicine, emergency medicine here in the U.S. compared to how you're practicing in Tanzania? So, of course, everybody would say back home they practice emergency medicine the best. But for the six weeks that I have been here, there is a few things that I think are commonly faced, which we face back home, and I've seen it being faced here as well. Mainly is the interaction with other departments and other specialties. Sometimes there is still that clash, which is still common. And uh, in terms of the spectrum of diseases, it's different. We don't see as much infectious diseases here as we do back home. So I think we do a better job at that. In terms of cardiac-related conditions, I think we are growing more and more, especially with myocardial infarction. We may not be at a very good place still in terms of cardiac surgeries, um, but like I said, we are getting there slowly. In terms of diagnostics, I think here it is a lot better and sophisticated. But then again, I would say that I think we will get there because emergency medicine in Tanzania is only five years old and it's 50 plus years old in the U.S. So I think we will get there slow and steady. Other than that, I think sometimes I have seen that resources here are a little misused. We tend to overdiagnose. I'm not sure if, if that is because we do not have them, and maybe when we have them, we will probably do the same. But right now, for example, the biggest example is CT scanning. I mean, a trauma patient comes in and you would get CT of the head, CT of the neck, CT of the chest, CT of the abdomen, CT of the pelvis. Back home, getting CT head is a luxury for us. And so a lot of our diagnostics in terms of abdominal injuries, chest injuries, relies on an ultrasound machine. And I think we do that a lot better. But then there is the aspect of legalities that you have here in the U.S. as compared to back home. And sometimes that tends to force you to do things that you would otherwise think unnecessary just so that you safeguard yourself from not missing any such small issues which might be overlooked by simply an ultrasound machine, for example. I will still say, back home in Dar es Salaam, we are still providing the best care that we can within whatever we have. And the, the same may not be reciprocated on the floor in other departments, mainly because of resources, but I think in the whole hospital, the emergency department, in terms of resources, is very well placed. One of the reasons I have enjoyed going to Mahambili so much is, is seeing the ability to diagnose, come to a conclusion, actually do a very good job of coming up with the, the right ideas and the differential without having to do a lot of testing. Tell me about watching the physicians here. I think people are so good and 
they've been amazing in a lot of way. And the most thing I like is I like the relationship between residents and the, the attendants. In fact, if you are very new, um, of course, apart from most of the attendants being older than the residents, but if you're just walking, you'll never know who's an attending and who's the residents. It's, it's not because they're wearing the same uniform, but the way they just interact, the way they're just talking. Uh, you can sometimes hear an attending kind of presenting a case like he's presenting to, he is a resident and he's presenting to an attending, uh, which is actually the vice versa. So I really, really love the uh, interaction that is there. They're also time conscious, I can say. If if people are late, I don't know. I haven't, but I haven't seen people see being late to work, so I really, really like that. And the other thing is not only being coming early to work, but also when your time is up, your time is up. Based on those two things or three things that I've mentioned, I've enjoyed staying here. And of course, dinner outings and party outings, mm-hmm. they're nice. So I really like it. So I'm going to ask you each if there's something you're going to take home with you, and it could be good or bad, about what we do here. What would it be? Two things I have observed. One is related to my project that I'm doing. One thing I will not let go back home is the bedside sign-out that we do. That is one thing I will not change. Not only because that is the system that we have, and maybe it will take some time, for us to change that, but it has its own value in doing sign-out by the bedside of the patient. That is one thing I will take back home. And the second thing is I will work on talking to my patients better. (laughs) Those are the two things that I will take back home. (laughs) Thank you so much, because Shazma already touched on my project also. So I was looking on patient-doctor relationship in the ED bedside manner. And that's something, if I go back, because it's part of my project, I need to come up with some uh, some sort of resolution. I think that's something that I'm, I'm going to do with um, the attendants back home and see what we can do, if it will be having lectures, if it will be incorporated it in the curriculum, so that we can teach people more how to have a good relationship with the patients, and then to make to make things more different. Because um, uh, if your patient is happy, if you relate better with the patient, it has a very great value in the outcome of the patient's health. And secondly, the other thing is the interaction. I love the interaction which is here. Of course, back home same, we have the same interaction, but. That is what I really want it to be. I don't want it to change because that is that is what makes most most of us to do emergency medicine actually. The way we interact between us. And that makes a department to be loved. Back home uh, the department is full of youth people. So if we don't interact as youth then it's gonna be a, a big problem. Uh, and then the other thing I think I like the way you do your system as a computerized manner. I think to some extent it makes life to be easy. So I don't know how we are going to do it back home, but there was a system that uh, it was supposed to be starting working. I'm not sure if it's already been starting working. 
I'm looking forward to that and see how we can improve more because our services have always been improved, but we want to improve more in terms of the IT status and see how far we can grow it. Well, I wish you both luck. And I want to say asante sana to both of you for joining me and telling me about your experience. Thank you. We look forward to more from both of you. Thank you. Thank you.